guys, welcome or welcome back to the Amanda Perry podcast with me, Amanda Perry. I hope you have had a brilliant week. I don't know if you're listening to this in real time or in the future, but if it's real time, then we have been enjoying some absolutely beautiful weather. So I hope you have been wherever you are too. Continues to be a little bit challenging out there, doesn't it? So we've really been focusing on, you know, how we can support small business this week. And I'm delighted to say that we've finally launched Grow Plus, which is our marketing agency meets mastermind um, program where we have a mixture of one-to-one calls, group calls um, and wider business support with a load of content and resources to help people grow their business. I think it's exactly what people need right now and we are also offering a no question seven day free trial. So come in, kick the tyres, have a look around, see if you like what's going on in there. It's a brilliant community who are all really supportive of each other as well as the support that we're able to give them. So come and join us, growplusagency.com, get your free seven-day trial, pay absolutely nothing today, and then if you don't want to stay, you can leave before the seven days with no questions asked. So yeah, I hope you will come in and join us. If you don't, we also have our free community, which is Founder to Founder on Facebook. Come and find us. There's also tons of help in there. Um, and also a really, really buzzing community. So I hope you come and join us there and get the help that you need. I think that's the really key thing, whether it's with us or anyone else, um, just make sure that you're getting the support you need right now because it is tough out there and it does take its toll, doesn't it? So without any further ado, I have um, a very, very good friend, Rosie Davis-Smith on the podcast this week, who you will all know from PR Dispatch. She used to have a PR agency as well, um, but now just focuses on PR Dispatch. But her story is fascinating. She's got loads of tips for you. So I really hope that, that this week's podcast helps you. And now let's get stuck into the show. Have a really good week and I will see you next week. So welcome to the show, Rosie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Ah, it's so nice to speak to you in like a professional, well, semi-professional capacity. I know, I know. <laughs> so I have just done your intro, but if you, why don't you tell everyone like how you got to where you are now, like running PR Dispatch, we'll get into what PR Dispatch is, but yeah, how did you get to where you are now? Give us a potted history of your career. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, I actually, um, I actually studied textile design at university um, and did an MA in textile design. And then obviously you intern with everyone you possibly can to gain experience. And um, I realized I wasn't very good at textile design. Uh, <laughs> so very quickly had to pivot my career, but I was actually given um, a pile of magazines during an internship with an independent knitwear brand called Lowy and um they oh my said, god I love them I didn't know yes! the story and I also oh. didn't know that's how you said it I thought it was low so thank you for that. <laughs> I love them yeah Lowy um so yeah I was uh, given a pile of magazines and asked to pitch their products in so I started to pitch to it's August started to pitch to the Christmas gift guides um GK Bronwyn who's the owner gave me um, a very quick 101 PR um, and yeah, it was a great product and I started to get responses, um, 
our email over the next few weeks and I thought this is amazing I can't believe this is how magazines are compiled like people don't pay to be in here they're chosen yeah and um yeah so I convinced her or I, so you know we pay me one day a week to do this I'm a poor graduate and um yes yeah, so that's how I started um and how did so I, I not started... know that <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so actually I have no experience, previous previous experience in PR before this date uh, back in 2009 um, and yeah I started to get coverage for her she started to recommend me to other small businesses and independent brands and I um, started uh, freelance uh, PR freelancer and then I started an agency called LFA um, and I ran LFA for seven years uh, so we did PR on on behalf of some great businesses like Acela Bartlett, Bloom Bloom, Beige London. Um, and in 2017, I thought, this is great, this is lovely. Um, but I started with no experience and I kind of, I got all this coverage. Small businesses could do this too. We were charging £2,000 a month minimum. So I thought, right, what if I put all our knowledge into the portal and we charge people a minimal fee for it? So we built this portal and we tested it before we launched the business. We wanted to see if anyone would sign up and people did. We had about I don't know, 15, 20 signups kind of in the first few weeks. And three weeks later, someone emailed us and they said, oh, I just got featured in the Metro from your course. Amazing. I thought, this is awesome. Oh, that's such a good feeling, isn't it? I was like, oh my God, this is an actual viable business. Yeah. Um, so we launched PR Dispatch. It had an awful name at the start. It's called Fashion PR Resources, which is awful. We don't, we don't <laughs> just do fashion. We don't just do fashion. Um, so PR Dispatch, I think PR Dispatch grew um, kind of into like more of a, so it is a course and support for PR, but also a database. So they have a press database as well. And when COVID hit, um, LFA, the agency lost 90% of its business and PR yeah. Dispatch, PR Dispatch grew 10 times over. So yeah, PR Dispatch is now, your one and only business <laughs> amazing life has such a funny way of um uh, kind of forcing you in one direction doesn't it I know we were talking a lot over the beginning of lockdown and it was agencies in general it was so tough wasn't it yeah, and it was we brutal. we didn't know what would happen with us it was only like no one knew did we it was only, did they it was only that everyone started shopping online that we we did really well and PR budgets and general marketing budgets were just slashed when then people yeah. were kind of left right and center but amazing so yeah PR dispatch is for me I think I've I've had a had a walk through a few times from your incredible team and the magic of it for me is that you literally give people the what do you call them the features the what do you so, call yeah so instead of just saying this is the guardian we actually say this is the feature that you want to pitch to yeah. in the guardian because yeah. they feature products or brand stories and we're, we're only focused on product-based businesses so that makes yeah. it so much easier um and then the pitch templates and everything else they could need yeah it's genius it's genius because it is I know you won't see it like this because you're so inside it but PR I always think of PR and SEO as sort of a really similar thing like I think people think of them as this bit of a dark art and there's particularly with PR there's this real myth about you know you have to have like your own Rolodex and I, I guess that's what you're giving people isn't it yeah so yeah we give them everything they could possibly need and I, I totally before I started I had no idea that this is how magazines compile features yeah. actually it's very simple like they yeah. if it's a product feature 
the press need product suggestions. So you send an email and suggest them products. And if it's a more of like a write-up, it's an interview, you know, they just want to know kind of what story you have that might yeah. be of interest for that interview. And yeah, it is definitely seen as a dark art. And I think it intimidates them, right? Like I can understand why it intimidates a lot of um small business owners but you know the press are actually really friendly and they they actually do want to hear from you that's it I think I for me PR is such a mindset thing because everyone thinks I know that there's like there's a bit of a time commitment of you know getting in touch and research and obviously not if if you're in PR dispatch but people think like oh I don't want to bug them but these Mm. particularly now is like digital content people are they are content machines aren't they they're desperate to hear from people yeah they're churning it and they they you know if if they just featured products in John Lewis or B&Q it just would be the most boring kind of uh kind of features ever they they need those independent brands and small businesses and they need to hear from them to do their stories so yeah yeah I always say you're not pestering them you're helping them to do your job and we kind of teach you how to do it in the right way so you don't feel like you're pestering them yeah yeah no it's amazing it's an amazing product and and PR as a a service I think is so well uh, I mean you tell me like what do you see going like the world's in flux you know everything's changed we're finding our way coming out of lockdown and we've also got all this big stuff going on in the world and energy prices and all of that there's a there's a lot of change in consumer behavior and how people are marketing and what do you see going on in PR right now has it been affected in by anything that's going on? So I actually did this call with my members yesterday because um, obviously uh, people are worried, like small businesses, ourselves included, small businesses. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we're worried about kind of the, the, like the dip in sales at the moment. Um, so I did a call with them all yesterday and I said, you know, like consumers are going to shop more consciously. But I actually looked at consumer trends and it was they want to shop local, shop small still. Mm, That's, mm. They, they want to shop um, consciously. Um, they want to make educated decisions on brands that they shop with. So they want to know your values, your story, your why, what's yeah. your bigger purpose. Um, and I said to our members, you know, those things, the, all the consumer trends are telling us that they want to shop with small businesses. Obviously, they're going to have less disposable income to do that. But when they do, you need to be visible. You yeah. have to be visible. And, you know, there's so much noise out there now. And yeah, social media is great and it is a great platform, but it's a that is a marketing platform and PR is very different. PR is about awareness and mm. telling your story and getting your product out there. And I, I, you know, I showed them some examples and I said, you know, uh, we had a uh, Catherine Erdley do a workshop. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic, Catherine. She's great, yeah. She's fantastic. And she gave us this stat, which is just, it's just sitting in my mind. And it said, it's not unusual for 50% of your sales to come in the last six weeks of the year. And I said to our members, now is your time. What is it now? May, whenever, whenever people are listening to this. But now is the time to create that visibility continually yeah. from now until December. And, you know, do interviews, do podcasts, because that's how you connect. That's how you have that emotional connection with mm. consumers. And if consumers are spending less, but they want to shop consciously, you have to be forefront of mind. Mm. Um, so I do think, and, I, and I'm not just saying this because I, uh, I do PR, but I do think PR will be crucial for a lot of businesses to stay in business this year. This year they need to be forefront of mind yeah. when it comes to how people are thinking. Yeah, I really agree with that. I think one of the shifts that I I see which really fits in with that is 
I think product businesses are so used to like, I'm a product business, I'm an e-commerce. So my job is to make a product, create a product, do my product listing, all of that. I think the shift this year needs to be, everyone's a content business, like everyone's a media business, you know, whether you're selling a product or a service or whatever you're selling, everyone is a content media company. And so then it becomes about we create the content or we create the stories and where do we distribute them and PR is one of those key channels isn't it yeah. the same as social the same as you know wherever else you're putting it on a blog on a, however you're distributing it so having that core story which incredibly but also I guess it kind of makes sense I speak to so many businesses that were like I got furloughed during lockdown so I, I made these products and they sold really well and the business grew and they never really needed that story because it was the, the demand was so high wasn't it and the, yeah. the you know sales were so plentiful so coming out I think there is a real lesson particularly for those lockdown brands that they almost need to they've they've had that kind of heyday now you need to go back to square one and find really define that story and, and where and how you're going to tell it exactly and i think one of the things i highlighted yesterday with our members is you are never going to be able to tell every aspect of your story through your firstly website and secondly through your own channels so one thing um one of our members um nina she did an she had an interview in um Living, Living Edge, Cheshire Life. Oh, brilliant. Um, that was the publication. And it was like a double page spread on her and how she started her brand and business. And what I loved about it is it told me an aspect of her story. It was about how um, sadly um, her and her husband split up and then he sadly passed away. So her oh, son gosh. lost his dad. And it was, it, it, it's just something that you would just never know if mm. she hadn't have done that feature. Mm. And that just made me, you know, and then she, she had to quit her job and look after her son and she went back to Sweden and in a department store, she saw all these lovely placemats and thought, I can do that. I can do that. And she started this amazing brand and it just creates that emotional connection. Yeah. And you, you relate to people on a much deeper level when you see hardships that they're, and everyone's overcome hardships to get to the place they are, or, mm. you know, everyone's overcome something that's part of your journey. It's part of your story. And I think it just press is such a powerful way to share that maybe things that you wouldn't share through your social media channels not the right place yeah um so yeah I loved that example yesterday yeah I completely agree and also it's not appropriate you know sometimes it's like storytelling so powerful but you're not just going to go on your stories and go oh can I tell you about this time that like my husband passed away you know that's not yeah, how it works exactly. is it? it takes someone it's a bit like being on a podcast and like a really open question of Rosie tell us everything and then you know <laughs> we we've known each other for ages and you tell me something that I've, I just didn't even know about you and it's so true isn't it it's yeah, so true yeah. someone sometimes someone else has to pull those bits out for you so yeah I love that where do you where do you see um influencer marketing fits in with PR I know often people clump them in together don't don't they do you how, how do you see them fitting together so they so they yes so we used to do influencer marketing at the agency on behalf of brands um it's 
I, I think it needs to be very, very strategically done. Mm-hmm. And it moves at such a quick play, pace. It changes all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the outcome changes all the time. So at the very, very beginning, actually, when, when I did start years ago with Loey, <laughs> 11 years ago now, it wasn't even called influencer marketing. I think it was called bloggers back then. Yeah, back then. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it would be on the website. Um, but you used to give something to someone and you, you'd, you know, they'd, they'd write a whole blog post about it I mean, yeah. before Instagram and you'd be like wow that's amazing they've written a whole blog post about it and you'd see traffic coming through and yeah it was amazing and h- how much it's changed from what it was to what it is now you know you 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 no one has blogs or very mm-hmm. few people kind of content yeah. creators but have blogs they're called content creators yeah a lot now um the purpose is that they create content you give something to them for free it's it's not guaranteed and that, that, that's fine you want them to try and test that product um or you pay them to do it they have to tell everyone that it's been paid but you get mm-hmm. that content you get a guarantee and it moves so quickly that I now don't think it is in the same realm no. as PR no. um I think pitching to magazines is now very very different you wouldn't necessarily pitch to an influencer no. um you know you'd probably come up with a partnership or something you could do together or offer them a product because you really like their content and hope that they include it um I think I think the key with influencers is and we um we were doing kind of a bit of learning around this once upon a time it was is if you can get a product that fits with their life um that they're going to use day to day for example um if you make baby carriers and they've just had a baby yeah they're going to have loads of photos of them walking around and the baby in a baby carrier so that's a product that's really easy to then um kind of drive into influence marketing what's not so easy is something like so underwear for example we did yeah. a lot of influence marketing with underwear and it was impossible if yeah. no one's sitting there <laughs> it was really hard to get the content so you, we had to pay people to create content um so yeah, I think it, it works for brands where it's a product that fits into their everyday life. Mm. Yeah, I, re- I agree with that. And I think it's more and more that people are like content creators now are becoming their own thing, aren't they? Like even influencers that I know are just getting less and less work because reach is down, engagement's down. And yeah. people are now, particularly with like TikTok, which is, completely its own thing you know there's no like you can't just go to you know someone oh can you can you manage like twitter and tiktok for us like they're just completely different things wild people are now just hiring content creators to create their tiktoks like in-house as it were so yeah i agree i think they're really different things and i think that the the metrics for them are completely different i mean it's still third-party recommendation isn't it if you're doing gifting influencer stuff but even influencer marketing is now like content creation UGC kind of it's split into its own things isn't it yeah that's exactly and I I I always loved um you know when I was uh kind of working with you a lot you always kind of made your members think what's the outcome of it like is it is it user generated content is it that you want followers is it that you want to get people on your mailing list is it that you want to promote a new product mm. and it yeah that 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 kind of goal is, is I think is absolutely crucial otherwise you're yeah. just stabbing in the dark I yeah. in any in anything isn't it yeah. I guess maybe less so in PR because it is you know it is that 
um like seeding isn't it like you do, you know what the we did a a product a while ago we did like this influencer box and sent it out and it was this mother's day box and and it was brilliant it was great but it was a one-off thing and you know we had a couple of people saying like oh I didn't get anything from it and you like what are you measuring because it's yeah. not you know I was expecting sales well then you know you're not going to get sales like did you see a spike in traffic or followers or but also being realistic it was a product that had maybe um 10 items in it so you know if someone's showing that then no one's realistically going to tap through to 10 products and follow them all so yeah it's it's very nuanced isn't it I think influencer and 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 as you say ever-changing ever-changing and I always say PR is very top of funnel as well it's not about you know we do get members that get um sales from PR but it's got to be the right product at the right price point at the right time like we had a brand I think last year they had like an advent calendar it got featured I think it was online on the independent and it their sales went through the roof that's so unusual it's not about yeah. that it's about no. awareness and credibility yeah and if they do go through the roof it's gonna there's it's gonna be a real spike isn't it there has to be a strategy yeah. behind it to kind of leverage that yeah interesting so this is this is a funny one and it's um you know, a bit like me versus you, because PR, PR is a long game, isn't it? However, however you, however you think about it, however you do it is generally a long game. Whereas ads have, have been known as this like quick fix, you know, like a, ads are like injecting your drug, PRs <laughs> like, I don't know, it's like ads are like this quick fix, come on, you know, do ads sexy, like real quick, yeah. get your sales in. Now that ads are becoming less effective for smaller brands, how is there a way for people to harness the power of PR quicker? Or is it just that you're saying, told you, told you you needed PR, like you can't do it quicker, but you just need to do it. So I've, I've, I've always, so ads, obviously, I find, always find that ads, like brands are kind of, they, ads are sexier, like yeah, they have quicker. They, they, have, they have been, they're not now, they're the, least, <laughs> they're the least sexy thing on the planet now. Ads were sexy. Um, so, I, but I said it's, it's so, so I said PR's top of funnel. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's about creating awareness. And if you get featured in a magazine, you could reach thousands of people. Mm. Um, you capture a percentage of them. You know, they might like go to your website. So then I always said, you need those ads to retarget. Yeah. So I think retargeting, ads for retargeting, I think is really, really important. Yeah. Um, because if you're doing PR, you're capturing people, you want to then retarget them, get them on your newsletter list, and then you can sell to them. Um, it's, I'm not, I'm not kind of now like math ads, all these <laughs> because I, I, I do think that you need, but we're still running ads, you know, yeah, Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram's a whole, but we're mm. still running, we're still running awareness ads and, um, retargeting ads. Everyone should go to our website now and then see what we're retargeting them. Yeah. Um, let me know if it's awful. Um, but if yeah. They've I, allowed tracking. If, yeah, if, if they've allowed tracking, track. you might get, a, might get a retargeting. <laughs> but I I do think the two you know although you know we are seeing like a real lull in um in kind of Instagram users I do think the two still work hand in hand there isn't one that's more important than the other but PR is the slow train PR is that slow train kind of across Asia you're going to be on it is there any way to make it quicker is there any way I guess I guess 
the way to make it quicker is understanding those features, which is what you give, not to make this a plug, but is is literally what you're giving people in PR dispatch, isn't it? Yeah. I think the way to make it the way to make it quicker is just do it. Just yeah. do it and do it consistently. Um so I actually use and sorry for using myself as the example, but it's a it's a good example. I was I was on the apprentice a few years ago, not as a contestant, but as a as a judge and yeah. I always get asked how how did you how did you pitch that I didn't the BBC contacted me and asked me to be on it but they found me in an article and the article found me in another article yeah. and the article found me through an award and that found me through this and that found me through a tiny little platform that no one ever read but the PR yeah. built over time yeah. and yeah. I, I say to our members yes it is a it is a long game but it's consistent do it we say do it 90 minutes if you've got access to a contact database do it 90 minutes a week you can send five to ten, 10 pitch emails easily and then just forget mm. about it and then the next week do five to ten because the way the press work is they will search their inbox so someone's doing a I don't know a, a feature on socks for example they'll search their inbox for uh, socks, fun socks, yeah. uh, and up you'll come. Or if they're doing an, a feature on um, small businesses to watch in 2022, they'll search their inbox for small businesses. If yeah. you've pitched in and said the word small business, you're going to come up and they're going to then email you back. We get members that get responses three months, six months, nine months, 12 months later, and they're like, oh, I'm actually doing a feature on this. And that's a really good feature. That's like normally like the evening standard doing a roundup of the 10 best sock brands. That's yeah. what you want to be in because that is... You know that's ranked really highly on google it's instant click through it boosts your seo you know people are in a shopping mindset when they're coming across those articles so i think my tip would be just start you're never too small to start like mm. we we actually have a workshop i'll plug a workshop on our website we've got a free workshop yeah go, go it's 10 minutes uh it's free and it's are you ready to do pr and have a look at it because i promise you 98 percent of brands and small businesses are ready to do PR. you've got to start somewhere um, and then if you want quick results, online is always going to be quicker than anything else. Yes. Quicker than print. So yes. online is always a great place if you're if you're feeling the itch. What's um, the what's the like value way of what do you do you see that online's more valuable than print? And has that changed? Because like online I'm surely online gets more views, but I still feel like people value traditional print over online. Yeah, so there's kind of an air of prestige yeah. around being in print. You know, you buy that, you buy that. Uh, the, the oh, is it, because, is it because of the, like, there's just less real estate, so it must be a... That, that is one of the things. There is definitely less real estate in print. So I say 70, around 70% of press opportunities live online. Yeah. And the kind of other 30% is split between long lead magazines, which are monthly magazines and then short lead magazines. Um, there are a lot less opportunities. So yeah, it feels prestigious. The benefits, if I could give anyone one piece of advice when it comes to PR, it is focus on online press yeah. because it lives forever. You know, if it's one of those articles that's like the best of or the best skincare brand swatch or the best foundation, it ranks first organically yeah, yeah. on Google. You know, you're ranking organically for keywords that you've never ranked for it, yeah. but through an article. Um, it's instant click through. People are in a shopping mindset. So I think oh, online press, it's, it's, it is the gift. I call it the gift that keeps on giving. It really, yeah. really is. And that is the Print's quick great, but That is the quick one, isn't it? Online yeah. is the quick one because people are like, 
oh yeah we're doing a feature on that or you know it's much like like the the I'm sure you know the stats like the the way that they churn content out online is not it's not like we're looking for this many articles to go in our monthly or weekly magazine it's it's just constant isn't it yeah and you're a lot less likely to be cut so when you don't make the feature it's called being cut um you're a lot a lot more likely to be included if it's online because you know it might be the images don't work or your product just doesn't work on that page that's not the case online like online it's just the list of products and you know it is nice being in a magazine but yeah get get the online get the online going i'd say start there yeah yeah that's such a good that's definitely the quick option isn't it it's such a good point but if i was starting a um product business today what three things should i be doing to get press whether that's online magazine paper what 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 are the three things that I should do to kind of start that ball rolling? Um, have great imagery um, is absolutely the most important thing when it yeah. comes to PR. So imagery wise, if you're a product based business and you want to go for product focused press, then product cutouts are absolutely crucial um, on a white or clear background. Um, you know they're really easy to get done you can even get your current images send them off and they cut them out for you yeah. uh, or do, do it yourself on photoshop or canva oh, yeah. um and then like maybe some nice headshots of you and some like life lifestyle shots so imagery would be number one number two is just understand the different features um so understand if they're a product feature they they want product and that's that's all they want to know about in the email what's the price of it where can yeah. you buy it from when is it available from like basics they they don't need they want a one line on your brand so you maybe your sustainable credentials but they don't need your brand's life story for a product yeah. feature and then number three would be don't be afraid um i think and i actually had a member yesterday she's a new member of ours a new pr member and she she was like i'm just you know i'm so scared of rejection yes um, and I totally get that. Like the one thing us small business owners don't want is to fail. Yeah. And when you don't get responses, it feels like you're failing, but you are not failing. Like they will not respond unless they want something at that exact moment. And as I explained before, you know, it could be that they're not working on anything relevant then, but in a few months time, they might be, they might have saved your pitch or searched their inbox. So please don't feel like you're failing if, you know, you're sending loads of pictures and they're not getting back to you. Like there are things I think you should look at and we help our members to do this, you know, if you've done six months and you haven't heard anything, but I think, yeah, just keep it going. Like, don't be afraid, don't be afraid of them and don't be afraid to fail because you're not failing if you're doing PR. There's definitely a PR mindset or, or a mindset thing with PR, isn't there, around, yeah, not being afraid of rejection, understanding that they do want to hear from you and also not seeing... The time, I think a lot of people still think like, I haven't got time to write a press release. I guess what you're saying is no one needs a press release today. You're, no. not, you're not like telling the local paper about, you know, your, your new shop opening on the high street. It's yeah. literally just, and yeah, I know that you teach people how to do that, but yeah, that's such a mindset shift, isn't it? From, I, I think even when I think about PR is there's the time invested for like maybe not hearing from someone but it is all that seeding isn't it just getting in people's inbox and getting your name in front of their yeah. heart and then yeah I've heard back from people ages after I've 
pitched something or spoken to them for for an opportunity so yeah love that brilliant what um this is a funny one what's the thing that frustrates you most about PR like maybe either the actual sort of uh practice of PR or myths around it or the way people think of it what's the biggest frustration that people think it's just for certain brands and businesses mm. like you know there is no matter how big you are how small you are whether you've just started there is a platform there are a number of platforms that would be interested in your brand your product your story and it doesn't matter if you're you've got one product and you've just started out or if you've been going 10 years mm. and you know I always question I always always get asked is oh, but am I too small to start? Or am I ready to start? Like, as long as you've got some sort of imagery, you're far, you're good to get going and just start yeah. some, I, really, I used to have this slogan, I think I got rid of it a few years ago, a bit cheesy, but it was like, start somewhere. Like, yeah. you have to start somewhere. And if I could just add to that, my second frustration is when people give up on it too quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, I we, we really try and educate our members that, uh, you know it's very usual to not hear back and that's absolutely fine you know it's about being visible in their inbox and all that sort of stuff um but they're but they're busy people and they get a lot of pictures and um you know they'll get back to you when they want something um but don't let that dishearten you and let you give up because PR is an ongoing thing it's continual it's not something you do for three months you test and then kind of you give up on you do it for the lifetime of your business and when actually we're really we are kind of really bad at picking up and dropping our own PR and I really notice it when we haven't done it for a while. I do. Yeah. I'm like, because I see someone else that's done like some other PR person, maybe in our space, has been featured. I'm like, that sh- should have been on that. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I see it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that that should have been our opportunity if I'd only have been more active, or we'd have been more active, or not been trying to faff around with the website instead of spending time on PR. That could have been us. And you do notice it once the kind of you start the ball rolling it's always important to be forefront of everyone's mind so yeah keep it going continually forever fall in love with it <laughs> and that's the key isn't it because it's not you know ads you're saying like have a have a set budget use it look at the data get that constant feedback you don't have that with PR do you it's once it's sent you're like okay, uh, now I just know that it's in their inbox and that if they want me, they'll come back to me at some point. But it is, yeah, it's an ongoing practice, isn't it? Yeah. What, um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, I actually read it in a book, so I can't say I was given it, but it was um, being all things to all people is a recipe for mediocrity. Um, you can't be all things to everyone, which is why, and actually kind of all the, courses and development stuff thanks to you I'm doing at the moment um (laughs) yeah it just reinforced like niche yourself niche yourself again niche yourself again um the course that I'm watching is the riches are in the niches yeah I love that I love it yeah um but it's true and we you know we get asked all the time you know we're we're a PR agency can we sign up to PR dispatch or we're we're a service-based business would it be good for us and I like no 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 we specialize in lifestyle products and we always will and that's all we'll ever do and you know we tried other things along the way and it just we do what we do and we do it really well so that would be the best piece of advice I was ever given 
No, it's great. It's great advice, isn't it? It's so easy, especially when things are like they are now to go like, yeah, okay, we'll try it, you know, or, oh, we should create the same thing, but for service businesses. But if it just doesn't work, then it just doesn't work. Um, I love that piece of advice. What advice would you give to someone starting in business right now? Um, Get yourself out there as much as possible. Like as a founder, um, so one of the other trends, uh, one of the other consumer trends that I, I was talking to our members about yesterday was um, they they want to buy from people and they want to know who you are and what your values yeah. are. So I think as uh, it's really important as a small business now to put yourself at the forefront of the mm-hmm. business, um, tell your story, your journey, your why, sit on panels, pitch to podcasts, you know, get yourself out there as much as possible because people are going to buy or they do. People buy from people and people yeah. buy into people. Yeah. Um, so get yourself out there as a small business owner. Love that. Brilliant advice. Rosie, thank you so much for joining me today. I can't believe I've learned stuff about you that I didn't know. How weird. This is <laughs> thank like you. A lesson in practice of like why you should do podcasts and PR because even more of your story comes out and thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us from your beautiful garden shed office yeah hot thank you so much thanks for sharing all that wisdom and advice I'm sure it's really going to help people where's the best place for people to find you oh yes um well if you're on tiktok please give us a follow on tiktok yes yes because we have a ridiculously low number of followers <laughs> probably because i'm i'm not that cool and i'm still figuring out what i'm doing uh, so i think on tiktok it's pr dispatch on instagram it's at pr dispatch and you can go to our website which is pr dispatch.com there's loads of free resources uh free workshops even if you just want to dip your toe in and understand a little bit more about pr and we also do a free monthly pr calendar that comes to your inbox with dates that you should know about amazing we will link all of that in the show notes thank you so much for coming to speak to us thank you for having me so happy to to share you with the world that makes it sound like that makes it sound like I think my platform's the world, but yeah, I'm so happy to say, like get get even more of your story out there. I love that. I love knowing that you work for Loe. What an amazing brand. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Have a brilliant week. I will speak to you soon. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Bye.